friends, welcome to Wild Hearts with Janine. I'm Janine, the host of this podcast, and I'm so glad you've chosen to tune in to episode three. I'm really excited that you guys are here and for the content we're going to be talking about today, but mostly I'm excited to introduce you to my longtime friend, Lauren. Lauren, say hi. Hi. <laughs> Lauren and I have known each other for a really long time. Since we were seven. Since we were seven. But yeah, we've known each other for 22 years. 22 years. Which is crazy. That means we've known each other through a lot of different seasons of life and makeup styles, mm-hmm. hairstyles, mm-hmm. fashion music choices. Music to- Music. Oh, jeez. And- yeah. Just so many lovely parts of puberty. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that I know a lot of you guys have actually reached out to me about and that's deciding you're done with the nine to five day job situation because you have some passions that you're not doing in your career. And um, Lauren and I mutually kind of have done that. Yes. We, We both have recognized like this is a job and it's fine but it's also sort of sucking my soul dry. Yes. <laughs> Sitting under fluorescent lights in a cubicle. Groundhog's Day every day. Every day, day yeah. And um, over the last year or two, you and I have both kind of taken that leap of faith um, to pursue what we're actually passionate about. Yeah. And it's come with its own victories and challenges and lessons learned along the way. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. Diving deep. Diving deep. <laughs> um, but before we get into all of that, I want you to introduce yourself. So if you just want to share, I don't know, some fun things about you, who you are, how old you are, where you live. All right. And, and yeah, definitely a fun fact. My name is Lauren. As Janine said, um, I am born and raised in the Bay Area. So that's where my husband and I currently live. Um, we have three dogs. Super cute dogs. <laughs> they are all the sizes of Starbucks. We've got a tall, a grande, and a venti. <laughs> um, all different breeds, but all the same brown looking color. <laughs> like coffee. It was really color coordinated. Um, <laughs> I went to school for fashion marketing and management. Mm-hmm. And in college, I started a blog when mm-hmm. blogs were kind of like just OG blogs, like OG 2010, blogs. right? Yeah, that's when oh. I started too. OG blogs, um, which led to an Instagram. So that's Elle Loves to Share. Because I'm Lauren, and I love to share. She does. It's really, she's re- really, really good unique. at sharing. You all should follow her. Um, my husband's a firefighter. My background's marketing, mm-hmm. like I said, and mm-hmm. I drink Starbucks every day. She does. She probably fact, have stuck, stock in it. In <laughs> fact, we both just went to Starbucks before recording this episode. So, Lauren, what is your beverage of choice today? Uh, ice skinny there you go. latte. Yeah. I just tend to go into coffee shops, and I don't want to have to make decisions, so I usually either just get a cappuccino... Or I say, what's your favorite drink right now? And then I get that. So today I got a shortbread latte. You you have a lot of trust in your baristas. I guess so. I don't even know his name, but I took his recommendation. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, oh, and you just got married. We just get married, and you were in my wedding. I was in the wedding. It was so beautiful. Yes. Y'all, the photos are like... Something out of a magazine. Oh, they turn out And the day itself was amazing. Straight magical. So much fun. It was like 85 degrees in October. Oh, it was perfect. It yeah. was amazing. We all ended up in the pool at the end of the night as we well. We did. I was really surprised. You, had, I'm like still to this day surprised you had us do that. Hey, lesson in life. You are never going to wear that dress again. Just be honest with yourself. So True. I was just jump like, in the pool. You know, it was actually really fun. It and then the, fun. seeing the video, I was like, oh, that looked pretty epic. But my jump game was weak. I mean, if we were... <laughs> if we're being honest here, I jumped and my dress got so heavy. I actually mm. thought I was going to like drown. 
I was like, there was a pure panic moment. And I was like, okay, get me to the edge. Get me to the edge. Okay, kiss him once so they have it for the photos. Get me to the edge. It was, it was intense, but well, I don't regret it. Spoiler alert, she lived. <laughs> okay, well, that segues really well. Um, Lauren, how do we know each other? And maybe, like, share one of your favorite stories, okay. which we did not talk about this beforehand, so this could end up being really embarrassing. Okay. And I have a really, really good memory, so I wouldn't be surprised Shoot. if Janine does not remember some of these details. It's actually very true. Um, we grew up in the same neighborhood. Yeah. So, all the kids were always... Oh, and this was, granted, the 90s. So, like, we were all out on the streets until the sun went yes, down. And yes. It was a little bit before real life started to happen, and maybe your kids shouldn't just be roaming in neighborhoods. <laughs> Well, I would, I would, I, I don't would, know, poly class happened when we were that age, that freaked me out. True. I would argue, though, that parents almost pendulum swinged too much, and now, like, kids don't know how to go outside. True. True. So. Go play with some dirt. Go <laughs> um, anyways, we grew up in the same neighborhood, we went to the same elementary school, um, it was through a mutual friend in third grade, though, I think we were introduced. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she, like... I just remember Janine was kind of like that really, really cool kid who <laughs> kind of reminded me of like Mary Kane Ashley. Oh and God. I think she had like a whole bunch of Lisa Frank, like amazing glittery <laughs> things. And I was like, yes, I want to be this girl's friend. <laughs> and she's so smart and so creative. And her sleepovers were always the like the best because you oh just had like gosh. this crazy imagination. Like <laughs> she was a bookworm. And so she just like everything was magical at Janine's house. And do you remember the color of your room? It was like a teal. It was like a minty. Yeah. It was just magical. <laughs> anyway, so we clicked, and then we started to ride bikes to school together, yes. and my mom would... Make us breakfast! Yeah. Shout hi, out, hi, shout hi, out Nancy! <laughs> and then we started doing camping trips, and then middle school happened. Oh, you guys, I was the worst in middle school. Like, I was so mean. And it's funny, because people who know me now don't believe me, but Lauren can attest to it. I was the worst. I don't recall you being mean to me, I was, per se. Yes, I was. I mean, you know I was. I think we all, like, let's just be real. Middle school is hard for everyone, I'm pretty Ugh. sure. Middle school Trying is rough. Trying to fit in, yeah. Rough. Um, so, I, but, I, but I was the worst. It's fine. <laughs> I've, I've fully come to terms with it and apologize to everyone who knew me. <laughs> so we kind of went different directions middle school mm -hmm. and then beginning of high school was still a little different groups but we mm -hmm. you know it was We're mutual friendly yeah, yeah. there was some turning point yeah junior to sophomore to junior year you started to kind of hang out more with me I think we would grab lunch or mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. sleepover started to happen yeah. again and then sleepovers I don't know I think we've yeah. always just been drawn to each other mm -hmm. we both have this like similar personality where we're creative and outgoing and mm -hmm. funny and I don't think I ever could really find that in anybody else I connected with oh thanks for being my friend and look we graduated high school so many years ago and we're still friends and it's been really neat because you went to college in Southern California mm -hmm. I went up towards Sacramento and then like I moved to Nashville like we've kind of not been in the same place physically, yeah. um, and yet our friendship has never, like, wavered. It's like, kind of like, no. I always call you, like, a rock friend, where yeah. you're someone I know I can count on and depend on, and we pick right back up where we left off. Absolutely. Um, when I think of people who are encouraging and supportive in my life and always will be, you're always one of them, so... I got your back. Okay, and then just a little icebreaker question for okay. you. Where is the f your favorite place you've ever been or a place you hope to go in the future? My favorite place I've ever been, and it was my first time there, was New York. My now husband 
then boyfriend decided we hadn't really gone on a big trip together and so for our Christmas gift to each other was we booked uh, a flight to New York and I had never been. He for some reason he went out with his dad the year before and they went out in May but he could not recall that it was May. He thought it was March and oh, there's a big weather difference. Very big difference. And luckily we did research and pack before the trip and we stayed um, by Central Park and I got to roam around Central Park in the snow, which was like literally out of my home alone dreams. (laughs) And then we went upstate to see his grandma and that's where he proposed in front of a frozen waterfall right before Blizzard Stella was about to roll in. There's something magical when there's like a blizzard in the city. Because everything shuts down, right? Everything shuts down. Mm -hmm. Everybody disappears. You can't get a cab for like 20 minutes. And we finally found coffee down in Grand Central. There was a Starbucks. So I got coffee. So, (laughs) But it was cool because I don't think we would have gone down there other Otherwise, yeah, it was my, definitely my favorite place, favorite mm-hmm. trip. Hope to go. I think it's just Europe. It's more mm-hmm. England, France, mm-hmm. Ireland, that Girl, side of Girl, well, Europe. if you need any recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's transition into our topic for today, which I'm super, super stoked to be talking about. Ditching your day job to follow your passions. Which is both exciting and terrifying all at the same time. It elicits a lot of emotions. Absolutely. So you kind of already told us that in college you studied fashion merchandising. No, fashion marketing and management. Dang it. I knew it was (laughs) fashion with an M. You went into the fashion realm for a little bit, right? Correct. Yeah. But after that, what kind of career did you start heading into and how long did you do that for? So in this process of like really identifying how I've gotten to where I am right now. Being honest with myself is I made some career decisions in the past five years due to how I felt others felt about it, others' approval. I think we let people and their opinions get too much involved in our own thoughts Mm -hmm. and we end up making decisions that maybe actually at the end of the day don't feel right in our gut. Mm -hmm. So I did start out in the fashion industry. I also made the transition back from Southern California to Northern California. So in the Bay Area, there's limited fashion opportunities. So when I got here, somebody from high school had messaged me and said, hey, I know of an opportunity through a really, really major luxury brand. So I went in and I was like, yes, to this luxury company, but it was actually through a staffing agency. And so I wasn't there for very long because it was actually a call center. And <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I'm remembering. Yeah. This. Okay. Oh yeah. I had a phone name, guys. Like it was. What was your phone name? Blake, because I look like Blake Lively. <laughs> There were too many Laurens in the company. Um, no, I would be terrible at phone. Like, oh, if my oh job my was God. on the phone, I, w- I would die. Shout out to all call center people. Mm-hmm. Bless your hearts. I mean, I had creepy Very calls. I, I got ripped new ones. Um, and then I transitioned from that to a, another fashion company, but it was retail side. And um, I really loved the job at first. I was very passionate about what I was doing, but... The reality is, and shout out to my retail people, you do Ugh. not get paid for what you do and what you're, no. you, you know, what you're handed. And I lasted 11 months there, and there were some other oh, situations. So much than that. 
I know. Or some <laughs> other situations that had arose that made me like, okay, this is time to put my resume out again. Mm-hmm. I want an actual marketing title because I went to college. I worked so hard. Like, what mm-hmm. am I doing in this retail setting? Yeah, what did you do in when you started moving more toward the marketing direction? Uh, so I, I still wanted some type of hot job, whether it was fashion or tech, and I was just not getting any bites. Mm-hmm. And my family is in the construction industry, so they had seen me just, you know, trying so hard and just not winning. My stepdad had my resume and was on the phone with a executive for a big construction company. And instead of getting a marketing job, it was, okay, we have an immediate admin position. We can place you there and then move you to marketing. I'm going to tell you right now, don't ever do that. I think I have found myself in that position too many times. If mm-hmm. you so, if you truly, truly, truly believe that your title, your position is supposed to be this certain position, don't compromise. I would absolutely agree because I had a similar experience yeah. at a former workplace where I was hired for a certain job, but then they were like, oh, well, we need you to fill in here temporarily for a few months and then we'll move you into that. And I said, okay, sounds great. And then the time came for them to move me into it and they were like, oh, sorry, we can't do that anymore. And I was like, okay. Yeah. But it ended up being fine because it, it led me to where I am now. Yeah. But it is, I would agree, like, don't compromise. I was so unhappy in that position, the marketing one, that I was ready to take anything. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden this job was a recruiting job. And I somehow talked myself and like, it's it's cool. This company is a massive company. I'll Mm -hmm. have that on my resume. This will look great. And maybe it'll lead to Mark. You know, Mm -hmm. I just... Spun it. It's you any were kind way of I could. Yes. Anything at the yes. time. Yeah. I was so hurt by my other company that I was like, "Give me whatever, and I will go." Mm-hmm. You did that for like a year, right? You you left for the tech company. Well, it was only seven months. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, that took like a year of your life too, though. I mean, we. I'm really giving the millennials a great name. Um, no, you were at one company for three, three and, and a half years. That's pretty impressive. The next one, I thought I was going to convert quickly. Really came to that moment of what am I doing? Mm-hmm. This is not what I want. When you truly in your gut believe that you are meant for something else, you are meant for bigger and better things, you th- you know and that, that you're qualified. that you don't quite know what it is yet, but you yeah. know it's something. So I ha- this recruiter reached out for another construction company. I told her no at first, and mm-hmm. she was like really persistent. And she threw out the dollar amount that they would offer me mm-hmm. and the title. I sat there and even though I knew it, I knew it in my gut that I this is not the right path, but I listened to this other voice that was like, well, they're giving you the money and they're giving you the title that you wanted. Like I said, in my gut, I yeah. knew it, but there were certain reasons. And I don't regret it because I was able to save the money that I needed to get me to this point with that job. Which helps segue. Last year, you decided you were done kind of climbing that quote unquote career ladder that you were kind of set on whether it was something you wanted or not. And I remember like talking through that process with you when you were thinking about it. And I don't know how I, I probably was like, do it. (laughs) What was like the thing that broke the camel's back? The straw that broke the camel's back where you were like, yeah, I'm done going to this new job you you have that initial high like okay yes I made it through the interview process I got the offer I'm starting a new job you slowly come to realize after a couple weeks what your job actually entails Mm -hmm. and I was not being creative and I it just kind of snapped me on top of the fact that the circumstances of the actual location of the job Mm -hmm. 
was taking a huge toll on my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in a very, very bad, I guess bad would be the best word. It was just not a great neighborhood in San Francisco. It is not a good area in San Francisco. And then I never left the office during the day. And you like probably every week or two were like, what am I doing? What am oh, I doing? Oh, it was literally every day. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. So I had gotten to a really, really, really low point and I would go home every day and just cry to my mom over the phone. Mm -hmm. So I finally came to the realization I needed to do something. Mm -hmm. And my childhood therapist recommended um, a life coach. That was the best thing Mm -hmm. I've ever done for myself. It was a turning point. It was a lot of mental work and soul searching. Soul searching. And, um, you know, it took a good month for me to climb out of like doubt and the fear and talking and bashing myself to getting to a positive point mm-hmm. and seeing all the potential. But let me back up. Don't I, I don't suggest leaving a position unless you actually feel financially comfortable <laughs> yes, doing thank it. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> um, so the the perk of that last corporate job was I was making more money. So I used an app called Capital with a Q and I was paid weekly at that job. So every week, you just don't even have to think about it. Yeah. It's automatic. It's a, just an app that pulls a dollar amount out every year or every week. So I had this cushion go ahead and do mm-hmm. it. Because the, at the end of the day, you have one life. Mm-hmm. I truly believe life is meant to be lived with happiness, yeah, fulfilled moments. Like, like, and living out your passions and getting after the things that you feel like you were made to do. Well, and it's like, if you're just working for a dollar amount Ugh. and this title and the money... You're never going to be satisfied. But not only that, when we pass on, mm-hmm. is any of that really going to matter? It's going to be how you lived, not what you did. Exactly. Yeah. So so save that money if you really have that inkling. Yeah. Yeah, definitely being financially responsible (laughs) in in the sense of like not just thinking like, I have $100 in my bank account, but I hate my job, so I'm going to quit and I don't know what's going to happen. There's a line of like responsibility and risk. Like you kind of have to have both. But don't live with scarcity and fear either Mm -hmm. that you just now are never going to be able to do it because you're never going to have that amount of money and, you know... That's not the way to live either. No. So Yeah. And I would say like we prioritize what's important to us. So if it's important to you, you can make it work. It's like kind of how I paid off all my debt. I prioritize paying off debt over going on trips or something like that. So you have to be like conscious of it. You can't just leap into something blindly, totally blindly. You have to have some sort of yeah something going on. But at the end of the day, you need to do what's right for you regardless of money. Mm-hmm. So real quickly, can you just like share maybe some of the fears that you had in leaving the security and comfort of your full-time job, but then also on the flip side, what some of the things that you were that you were most excited about? Totally. So the thought of leaving a full-time job, corporate job, was not something new this past year. I think I've sat there with that thought for the past three years. The fears always came back to, what if I fail? Already writing myself off as failing, Mm. which is horrible. And worrying about what everyone else was going to think. Am I going to be accepted? Are my parents going to be okay with this? Is my significant other going to be okay with this? Are his parents going to be okay with this? You could drive yourself crazy worrying about what everyone else thinks of you. Mm -hmm. And then there were things like, oh man, is this going to look bad on my resume? Is this, you know, Mm -hmm. how is this going to affect me 
in the long term. The most exciting part was that I didn't have to, oh, there were so many, I didn't have to <laughs> wake up to an alarm, be on somebody else's schedule. I now had the freedom to, if I wanted to hang out with my mom on a Tuesday morning and grab coffee, mm -hmm. I could do that. Mm -hmm. My husband's schedule is so different. It's always changing. So mm -hmm. the luxury of being able to spend time with him and do yeah. we want to just pack up and go for a day trip? Mm -hmm. I get to, and I very much feed off people's energy and like work work environments have some intense energy. Mm -hmm. I love my home. Mm -hmm. I love being here. I have three dogs. I, they're my best co-workers ever. <laughs> I, you just don't wake up in a bad mood where mm -hmm. before it's mm -hmm. you're living until the weekend and oh my mm -hmm. god, it's only Wednesday. I yeah. still have to survive two more Man, days. Man, living for the weekend is the worst. The worst. I know that life and it's not... I feel so light. Mm -hmm. That's the best part too. I literally feel like no weight, weight has been yeah. lifted off my shoulders. A lot of these jobs, you are kind of on call. Mm -hmm. You know, something comes up. Yeah, there's no work-life balance. No, there's no turnoff. Mm -hmm. And you you only get two weeks for vacation and you get a certain amount of sick days. But I was getting so stressed and overworked that my sick days were running out that I'd have to use vacation for sick days. And then I wouldn't even prioritize even going on a vacation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Total sidebar, but that was something I noticed in Europe. They do work-life balance like it's everything. Yeah. And it's like they leave work and they are done. And then they're with their friends or with their family. They're engaged. They get like four to six weeks of vacation a year like hi united states can we get on board with that because they're actually a lot happier and more productive as workers yeah. i might have made that up but i think it's actually statistically true and now being my own boss doing my own marketing mm -hmm. it's my vision even the littlest things of like branding like a label on a bag that mm -hmm. i've put on or whatever i'm so proud of it yeah and i can and i'll do it until midnight one mm -hmm. in the morning because it's different when it's, it's your so passion different. though yeah and when so you're different. Own, you and thing. money, money. When I make a sale, that dollar means so much more to me mm -hmm. than my paycheck I was getting at these jobs. Totally true. Can you share a little bit with us about what you're doing now and uh, what it's taken you to get to where you are logistically, but also like mentally, how you've yeah. had to overcome some stuff to, to get to where you are and also where you hope to go with it. This has kind of evolved very naturally um and it wasn't initially my first vision I had for myself I have mentioned that I really really value health and mental health mm -hmm. um there was a re there was a point in one of those jobs where my health was just suffering um I had a co-worker introduce me to essential oils so it was a make and take party and they're, you know, got all these oils out and I was such a skeptic. I'm like, what are these? And it truly helped. Mm -hmm. And so I invested in a, a kit mm -hmm. that had a diffuser and oils because I was ready to try something different in our home. I have anxiety and just using like chemicals and yeah. taking over the counter drugs too often and all those things were giving me anxiety mm -hmm. like I'm messing up my gut mm -hmm. or I'm high off bleach in the bathroom like mm -hmm. and I'm freaking out so to ha be able to bring stuff into my house right that we get to regulate yes I'm not kidding you in the last two years having those oils I was able to help myself with my anxiety that I wasn't taking my um, anxiety medicine as much. Yeah. Sleeping at night became better. Like I wasn't waking up every two to three hours from stress mm -hmm. or running thoughts. We could put the diffuser on. Yeah. I get to the point where I'm like, in doing life coaching, you go back into your childhood. 
Like, what brought you joy into your childhood? Mm -hmm. I thought my joy was art. Mm -hmm. I'm very, I have to make tangible things. So I was always drawing and making. But there was also this side of me that was such a little entrepreneur. Like, I remembered making business cards at six with magnets on the back that I would house sit, watch your pets, and babysit Mm -hmm. at six. (laughs) Going life coaching, and I'm seeing this, and it's all showing up again and again and again. I'm like, oh my god. I am meant to do my own business, Mm. be my own boss. This is what's fulfilling me. This is what's calling me. I'm also just such a people person. Mm -hmm. I love connecting with people. I love sharing my story, hearing theirs. How can I help? So it was like, how do I I blend all of this into one? I had also started doing Pilates Mm -hmm. and going to a studio. And I met some amazing people within that community that were doing the same oils that I had. And watching her excitement and her passion, I went from wanting to do my own art to, hey, can I also make stuff, but also implement this business where I'm able to receive residual income. You build your team, you find people that believe in it as well. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of one of those... yeah. Infectious? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Like a good kind of When you are so passionate and you're beaming and you want to share, in turn want to be a part of that Mm -hmm, as well. mm -hmm. And that's how, that's truly how this business grows. Mm -hmm. And so when you grow that team, you also receive the perks from growing that team. So that's what you're focusing on now is essential oils. Yes. Uh, in particular, Young Living. Yes. Which is uh, the oils I actually love yes. and use. It's so exciting watching you step into this. Where do you hope to bring it? Maybe in the next year oh. or two? Well, somebody yeah. asked me on my Instagram, what's my long-term goal with yeah. this dream? And I will tell you right now that I am writing it out every day. And this is a long-term lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I want to go to the top. I believe I can. I want to be the royal crown diamond. I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but um, I'm all about just being a royal crown diamond. And <laughs> I love it. And if it takes me 10 years to get there I'm gonna get there in 10 years and I've gotten my husband on board mm-hmm. he's like oh yeah royal crown diamond this is a long-term thing yeah. for me um I truly believe it'll be able to help support a lifestyle that my husband and I see for ourselves well, so, also helping others like also that's helping what's others. beautiful about and I, I've had that inkling in my soul that I meant I'm meant to help others um so that I feel like this is my way to do that yeah that's right that's amazing yeah. so for listeners out there who might be feeling that nudge to if they don't know what their passions are yet kind of do the soul searching to figure out what it is but then there's some who you know they know that what they're doing is not in line with their passions or not in line with what they really feel like they were made to do or destined to do um so what advice would you give as like a good first step for those people who want to follow their passions but feel like they might be stuck so I was there and what I finally did to kind of get myself unstuck Mm -hmm. was try something that kind of I was fearful of doing Mm -hmm. but needed to do so I started by going well I kind of put myself out there I so there's a fitness community called tone it up Mm -hmm. and I had been following along but never really engaging and never you know making friends through Instagram which is funny because that's you know I actually met my husband on an online dating app so why would I be so (laughs) so against trying to find friends through Instagram (laughs) I've met so many of my friends so many people that's how they meet now Mm -hmm. so I you know pushed myself and I made friends through the tone it up community and I went on a retreat that I would have never done before jumped I got on a plane with people I didn't know and went to a retreat and it was the 
best thing I ever did for myself. I made 12 new friends, amazing women all over the United States. I went to Washington, which I had never been to. So yeah, just put yourself out there. Try yeah. new things because you're never going to really know. If you are stuck and you're like, I don't know where to go, you're never going to know where to go unless you try new things and see what fits right. and what feels right. Right. And something I always think is like that point where you're in this place of like you're terrified but you're also really excited is the perfect place to jump from because it means that you know it's lighting up something in you something in you is being like just lit up on fire because it's hitting something that you're really passionate about or gifted in but then there's some risk there and obviously like be smart with the risks you take but like if there's risk and excitement and fear and all of this mixed in in one that is such a great place to start yeah. from and I forget where I got the quote from but it's almost guaranteed that on the other side of fear Hmm. is like amazingness mm -hmm. like due to my anxiety and a lot of fear I, I get very hesitant of mm -hmm. doing things um I had never taken a lift by myself before <laughs> and I <laughs> we talked about that I had to take a lift by myself at 5 30 in the morning to SFO uh -huh. and it was giving me so much anxiety mm -hmm. like I was trying any possible way to get somebody to take me and that just was not gonna happen so I did it it really is rewarding on the other side of fear mm -hmm. and then you like sit there and you're like why was I so scared why was I so scared yeah it's such a good way to look at so. it it really is and it's like baby steps it doesn't have to be a giant leap it can be baby yeah. steps what a lovely conversation this has been I feel encouraged and inspired to try things now that I haven't wanted to because I've been scared. I mean, this podcast is one of them. It literally came out of nowhere, and I was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know how to do it something was, like it this." It was not for you. Oh, it's just—it's such a fun, creative outlet, and literally, it's just sitting down with my friends and having a normal conversation that we would have anyway. Totally. But we're doing it in front of a mic. Totally, and everyone gets to f see your personality shine. I mean, you already write that way with your personality, oh. but I kind of love hearing your voice, Thanks. and like we get to really feel it. Well, stop. I don't. I'm <laughs> blushing. Are you blushing? I'm a little bit. Um, okay, so this is one of my favorite questions. I know I've only asked one other person this so far, but I just feel like I'm going to get such a fun, like, wide range of answers. So, Lauren, knowing what you know now at 29, what would you tell yourself at age 20? Oof. I know there's, like, so many things because you think you know so much at 20, and the older you get, the more you realize, I knew nothing. I knew nothing. <laughs> I knew nothing, and oh man, girl, do not get bangs. <laughs> Actually, that goes for like eighty percent of people. No, I think I think if I could sit down with my twenty-year-old self, I would tell her: do not stick with certain situations in certain relationships, mm. whatever, because it is comfortable. Mm. Do not stay in a position because it's convenient. Yeah, because it's almost like settling, right? It's almost like it's a form of settling. Totally. You're settling on something because it's easy or it's comfortable or it's convenient, not because it's actually potentially what's right for you. Yeah. Kind of, I have a big thing about not settling that I've written about a ton and I like constantly have to tell myself, don't settle just because of X, Y, or Z. Like believe you deserve the best and put yourself out there, yeah. but you do deserve the best, so don't settle for anything less than that. 20-year-old Lauren did not know her worth, mm -hmm. did not know what she deserved, mm -hmm. and that better was out there, mm -hmm. and I settled. I don't regret it. I'm, I am where I'm at because mm -hmm. of it. Absolutely. But you also look back and you're like, wow, I did not take advantage of certain situations mm -hmm. and like things I could have explored and mm -hmm. tried. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my friends mm -hmm. have been abroad or studied abroad or got to move different places. And I just stayed in a comfort bubble mm -hmm. and I didn't get to, ex you know, mm -hmm. really, truly go and expand and mm -hmm. see things, try things. And, yeah. yeah. So uh, don't settle. Know your worth. 
Yeah. You deserve the best. Get so out of your comfort zone every now and then. Get out of your comfort zone. Okay, who or what is inspiring you lately? So the podcasts that come to mind are Often Ambitious. Which I love. You told me about yes. them and I love that podcast. Shout out to Erica and Lindsay. Right. I actually met them um, at Create and Cultivate mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. the summer. Um, also, um, almost 30 podcast was what really like got me through my, and my job. Me, that's uh, Lindsay and Krista are hilarious. I have a little bit of a potty mouth and I'm kind of censoring myself <laughs> for, for your podcast. But if you got, if you got that tongue, um, almost 30 is so amazing. Um, and then tone it up, Green and Katrina, all that they've created with their empire. I mean, if I could just like sit and have coffee with the two of them, I totally mm-hmm. would. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. And then this is my last question for you today. It's very open-ended. So this can literally be whatever is on your heart, whatever comes to your mind. In your opinion, what makes someone a wild heart? Having that open mind Mm -hmm. and being down girl Mm -hmm. be down to go try whatever (laughs) fun time I mean yeah you can you can think about it a little bit but (laughs) but try not to get so in your head and just go with your gut and if it feels right say yes Mm -hmm. and don't don't limit yourself don't limit yourself don't let doubts and I'm just like adding on don't let doubts and fears get in the way I just did an Instagram post about this yes but I was like you you should do the things because you can yeah. Like, don't worry about everyone else. Do not worry like, about what other people think. Mm-mm. And share your story. If your mm-hmm. heart tells you to share, do not sit there and contemplate what everybody is going to think mm-hmm. about you when you share it. Mm-hmm. Well, and ultimately, everyone's thinking far more about themselves than they are about yeah. you. Because we're all so self-conscious at heart, right? And if, and if they're coming with negative stuff, they're just projecting their own problems mm-hmm. on you. So just true. accept be just go I bless you these are <laughs> these are your issues not mine and I'm gonna stand here in my own and be so confident and shine I'm a one of my things I'm a beacon of light I love it. Oh, Lauren, this has been so much fun. I love all the times that we get to hang out and have fun conversations around real life things. Yes. Um, but it's been such a joy for both of us, I think, mutually see one another step into things we were really made to do and that we're passionate about and what a gift it is to be doing it in the same season. Right? What be fun is see where we're at in a year. Shoot. Yeah, oh. we'll have to like revisit. <laughs> I mean, a lot happens in a year. A lot, a lot. A I lot mean, happens in a, year. a year ago I had just moved back here and was getting ready to go to Europe. So, so crazy. Well, we're all figuring it out and that's kind of the point. We're all figuring out what adult life looks like, what we're really passionate about and what we want to do and that's why this podcast exists is just to encourage and inspire each and every one of us to pursue and live our best lives. So Lauren, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. Oh, I love you so much. Hey friends, Janine here. Just wanted to thank you once again for tuning into this episode of Wild Hearts with Janine. I hope that my conversation with Lauren encouraged and inspired you where you're at and hopefully gave you some confidence to take that leap if you're ready to start pursuing a career that's more in line with your passions and your dreams. Wild Hearts, give me a minute because I need to say something. I am absolutely beside myself to be getting to do this podcast, which still blows my mind because y'all need to know I really don't know what I'm doing, but I'm sure as heck having a lot of fun doing it. And like, you know, real talk, I am so excited to be on this journey with you and just hope that in each episode you're listening to, you find yourself 
realizing that you're not alone wherever it is that you are. Whatever dreams or passions or desires you have in your life, whatever tension you might be living in, just that you would know you are absolutely not alone. We are all figuring this out together. It's so fun for me to know that I get to hang out with you every few weeks and introduce you to a new friend. And I want to personally thank each and every one of you who have subscribed, rated, and reviewed, especially on iTunes. Oh my gosh, and for sharing it on your social media platforms. I see those of you who have been sharing on Instagram, and oh my gosh, I just like, what? You guys are the best. <laughs> and it really does mean the world to me, so thank you. Make sure you come back in two weeks. I'm going to be sitting down with my good friend Ainsley. And uh, we're going to be talking about how to recognize and unveil the lies that you believe about yourself so that you can walk in the truth of who you truly are. And it was kind of neat because in our conversation, we realized the correlation between not caring as much what people think about us and therefore stepping more fully into our potential. So yeah, trust me, you are not going to want to miss it. Anyway, Wild Hearts, I'm so grateful for you. So excited for the journey that you're on of digging deeper and stepping into a more full and abundant life. We will see you back here in two weeks. Until then, keep dreaming and seeking and stepping out in faith. <laughs>